assuming that there is a mitzvah of tshuva according to the Rambam, or whether we think that in general there is no mitzvah of tshuva, but I prefer discussing, assuming there is a mitzvah of tshuva in the Rambam, which is what the Rav taught, is there a difference between Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and the entire year? When should a person do tshuva? What do you think? I'm sorry? Acharei? You think a sin is mechaif tshuva. A person does something wrong, he should do tshuva. So if that's true, what's the place of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur for tshuva? Maybe there is no place. Maybe the mitzvah is all year round, and there is nothing special on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So the Raman Paskins, take a look in Perak Aleph, Eilchus Tshuva, open up. I'll give it back to you in a second. Perak Aleph, Halach Adam. Afapi, Shachuva, Beautiful Even though tshuva and zaaka is what's what's the phrase around? Yafa ilolam. Yafa, yeah, It's a, it's pretty. It's a good thing to have tshuva and zaaka, but the ten days between Rashi and Kippur, yafa he be yaser. That's a very strange expression. No. Yafa he be yaser. It's especially pretty. And it's more readily acceptable. Does the Ram say there's more of a chiyuf to do tshuva to Rosh Hashem Kippur? No, he didn't say that at all. The chiyuf of tshuva, whether there is or not, the Ram says that exists the whole year round. But somehow it's more easily attainable in the ten days between Rosh Hashem Kippur. How many days are there really between Rosh Hashem Kippur? So it depends how you count. Well, Between Yom Kippur, Kippur means from the beginning of Rosh Hashanah till the end of Yom Kippur, then you have ten, ten days. That's what the Rambam's counting. Because he says, "Asar Yamim Shabin Rosh Hashem Kippurim." The ten days between Rosh Hashem Kippur, Yafai Biyaisum. It's a it's a un, very unusual expression, the Rambam. Yafai Biyaisum is It's very pretty and very easily accepted. Come on. Okay. Why is Yish Hashem Yimatzel referring to these days? During these ten days, I can That's the pasuk. Where's the pasuk? Where? Where is it? Yishayahu. It's near the end of Yishayahu. 
What does it mean, What does it mean, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is near? So it says, "Elu asar yadim sheben Rashi The Medrash says, "Those are the ten days of Rashi Mikipur that kivayachal Hakadosh Baruch Hu is closer to you." What does that mean, kivayachal? I mean, it's hard for us to even talk about it, right? What does kivayachal? He's closer to me. What does that mean? It means that kivayachal Hakadosh Baruch Hu left his domain and he comes into my world. Right now, normal time of the year, we somehow assume. I can't even. I, I really can't do justice to this. I'm here. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is very far away, but I'm trying to reach to connect myself to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But I saw Yamim Shabbat Rosh Hashem Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes down to this world, and therefore he's more accessible, more available. It's easier to do tshuva. He's close to me. There's a phrase that we use that they made a song out of it. I don't even know if you guys will know what it means. You'll sing it, know what it means. But last year, two years ago, I saw them singing in Yeshiva, this Melech Basada. Have you heard this? There's this big song. You know, you know what they sing? You got to be in America also? They, oh, they sang it here already. What do you mean, Melech Basada? You sang the words, and you know, you get all excited. Wow! You know what it means? Melech Basada means Kivayachal, the king has two domains. King lives in his palace, but occasionally the king leaves his palace and he goes to see what people are like, what people live. So Melech Basada is the king who left his house and he's in the fields. He's with us. He came to to us. That's the idea between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. The Kadosh Baruch is here. When does the Kadosh go back? Does anybody know how many rakias there are in heaven? There's seven rakias. Hakadosh Baruch goes down. Lamata Meshavarakias comes back down to our world and he's not in our world until the end of Yom Kippur. When, when does Yom Kippur end? The end of Nila, right? You want to hear, if, if you're into imagery, if you're into this, we say Hashem Olokim seven times because we say Yudvayda Kadesh So Hashem Olokim, every time I say Hashem Olokim, he goes up one Rakia. So Kivayachal, I'm raising a Kodesh Baruch Hu back to his world. And then you blow Shofar. And what, what's the passage by Shofar? Allah Elokim B'Tuah. Allah Elokim B'Tuah means a Kodesh Baruch Hu went up at Hashem B'Kol Shofar. At the sound of the Shofar, at the end of the Hashem Elokim, Kivayachal, a Kodesh Baruch Hu returns to his world. That, that's, it's, a, it's nice imagery. But it explains this idea of saying this seven times. Which nobody understands why we do it. So, Akadosh Baruch Hu returns, and for these seven days, for these ten days, Akadosh Baruch Hu is Melech Basada. He's with us. It's easier to do Shiva. Go on, read. This idea that Shiva is easier to do and more accessible is for us as individuals, for every individual. There's a special concept in the realm called Shiva Satsibur. There's Shiva Sayachid and Shiva Satsibur. Shiva Sayachid is an individual. But there's a concept in the realm called Shiva Satsibur. The general Shiva of the entire Klal Yisrael. And that is not time related. Nothing to do with time. But when is it accepted? 
Nobody's by mitzvah here. Pashas Vaschana. Kashem Lokin, Bechol Karein, or Pashas Vaschana. So, Bechol Karein, we love as us, as a group. Karein knew, and we as a group called to him, so he'll always be there. Go on. Is that the end of the law? That's the end of the law. That's it. So, according to the Ramah, Mr. Mitzvah Sasev Chuva, all year round, we discussed a little bit last week, I'm not sure. Is there a special mitzvah Hashem Kippur? Didn't say a word about it. But what did he say? It's just more conducive and easy. Rabbeinu Yana disagrees with him. You heard of Rabbeinu Yana? What do you hear about him? Good or bad? What? What do you hear about him? Good or bad? I read his commentaries on Pre-Kabbalah. Okay. Rabbeinu Yana was the... It's called the Chassid. Rabbeinu Yana Chassid. <laughs> wrote, uh, he was a Tamil Chacham, of course, and the uh, Swarm of Lundus. He also wrote a very famous book on Shuva. It's called Shari Shuva. In the Shari Shuva, Rabbeinu Yonis, I didn't bring it with me, but Rabbeinu Yonis says that there's a special mitzvah of Shuva at this time of the year. Even though the Rabbeinu Yonis thinks there's a mitzvah of Shuva the whole year round, in my phraseology, I try to say it in a cute way. Tshuva is not a mitzvah sasecha as mangram. It's not a mitzvah that you have to do at a specific time. If that would be true, women would be potter. It's not a... But there's a specific mitzvah of tshuva beyond the regular mitzvah tshuva. There's a special mitzvah of tshuva at this time of year. Uh, not today, but... Where does he get it from? You need a source. I can't make up a mitzvah and say it's the rice unless I tell you a source. What's the source? Anybody know? A pasuk that sends shivers down my spine. Kivayom hazeh yichaper alechem l'tayar eschem mikochat osechem l'fnei Hashem tutara. Which is the key to this? To what I'm saying? Which words? L'fnei Hashem tutara. Before Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you have to become taller. When I discussed Lefnei Hashem, so I've explained a number of different places. The word Lefnei in Hebrew means before, like in English. What does before mean? It's a simple word, right? You don't even know what I, what, what I want to say. Before can be in time or place. Right? I did this before. It means, and I'm standing before you. They do different things, right? Once in time, once in place. Lifnei Hashem. We talk about the concept of Lifnei Hashem. Did I mention this last week? Where is Lifnei Hashem? There's a story, it's a famous story, about a little kid. That a man came to him and said to him, I'll give you $10 if you tell me where God is. So the kid comes back and says, I'll give you $20 if you tell me where he is. Because, what do you mean, where is God? And I make, we say a phrase, let atar 
Panui Minei. There's no place in the world. It's empty from a Kaddish Mesav of Kalamin, Malik Kalamin, a Kaddish encompasses the world. Kaddish is the place of the world. So when I say that I use the phrase Lifnei Hashem, what do I mean? Everything is Lifnei Hashem. I, I've explained it, you know, it's funny because I was in Moshevah, so I spoke one day to Machal kids. So I told them, they're, I don't know how old the Machal kids are. Uh, ninth grade. Ninth grade. So I started explaining to them on a ninth grade level, a little bit easier, I started explaining to them what Lefne Hashem. So I told them this, they said to, so they all said to me, oh, it's old stuff. I look at old stuff? I forgot, my son teaches them. So he told them this the day before I told them that. Gotta watch out for my guys. So, you know, I'm standing here now facing you, right? I'm looking at you directly. You, right? But I see I see a guy with a greenish shirt over there, right? Why is that true? But I was looking at you. Why did I see him? Because I have peripheral vision. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivayachal has also peripheral vision. Very wide peripheral vision. He sees the whole world. Everybody's listening to Hashem. But he's focusing his attention in a certain place. That's what listening to Hashem means in terms of place. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is focused in a certain place Kivayochal but he sees the entire world where is he focused so you can really explain that Lifnei Hashem could be everything but there's more direct Lifnei Hashem so like it's with using human vision maybe you can understand I mean maybe I don't understand if I can really do it I'm looking at you I see him back I see him back I see him back where am I really staring at if I'm staring at him, I see you better than when I see the guy in the, the greenish yellow shirt over there. But I do see you. So what's Lefnei Hashem? So maybe Lefnei Hashem means ultimately the Lefnei Hashem, which is based on English Kodesh HaKadosh. But, you know, there's before that, there's also uh, the Makam HaMikdash, Harabayis, Yerushalayim, Eretz Yisrael, could be. Outside Eretz Yisrael is not called Lefnei Hashem at all. That's not at all called Eretz Lefnei Hashem. How do I know that? That outside Eretz Yisrael, when you go back Chesvushalim to Chutzlaretz, so so you're leaving the zchus of being Lefnei Hashem. Whether it's a mitzvah, I'm not talking. I'm talking about the concept of being Lefnei Hashem. Who ran away from Hashem? Well, David was chased, right? So you know the Gemara Kesubos. Right, but I'm talking about a pasuk in Chumah in Tanakh even easier than that, because Yonah, Yonah ran away from God, and what does the pasuk say? Anybody remember Yonah by heart? Me lifnei Hashem uboreach. He ran away from lifnei Hashem. What does it mean he ran away from lifnei Hashem? You can't run away from lifnei Hashem. There's a pasuk in Tehillim. By the way, you should, you should study Tanakh. This yeshiva is one of the big specialties we have. We have unbelievable shiur Tanakh. So the Israelis have really good shiur Tanakh. Americans also have, but we really believe in learning Tanakh. It doesn't mean we don't believe in learning Gemara more, <laughs> but, but you really should memorize, study more Tanakh. Pasuk. And Tehillim says, Anna eleich mi panecha v'anna mi panecha evrach. Can't get away from God. Wherever you are, Anna eleich mi panecha. How can I get away from you? Ki esak shamayim shamota atziyah shaltachtecha. 
wherever I go, who's there. That's true. But there's more focus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in certain places. Eretz Yisrael, Beis HaMikdash, Kodesh Kadashim, as I went on. This is reflected in Nalacha. It's not just a beautiful idea. It's reflected in Nalacha. Where is it reflected in Nalacha? Were you there when I taught Chumash one day? The Pasuk says, Lefnei Hashem Tochlenu. Where is Lefnei Hashem Tochlenu? In Mishalayim. But that's called Lefnei Hashem, right? But the Kohen Gadol calls Lefnei Hashem. We know where he goes. So it obviously shows there are different levels of Lefnei Hashem. Like the Raman Paskins, you can say, Vidu Masros in Eretz Yisrael. So the writer says, What do you mean? It says Lefnei Hashem. So obviously there are different levels of Lefnei Hashem. That's in terms of place. In terms of time. This Pasuk teaches me one concept of Lufne Hashem, Yom Kippur. But there are other Lufne Hashems. Other more, times HaKadosh Baruch Hu's more focused. When is that? Where else does it say by time Lufne Hashem? Right. You know the Pasuk? Kala Kavadla. Usmachtem Lufne Hashem Lokechem Shibas Where's that? Ray, is that your brother's passion? Good. Otherwise, I would wish you a happy birthday. Well, anyway. Usmachtem lefnei Hashem lokechem shivas yami. It's a mitzvah simcha lefnei Hashem. Now it's an emar. I'm sorry. Olkachtem lechem bayomishon piyetzad lekapasmaim. Anafitz of us rabbi nachal. The pasuk usmachtem lefnei Hashem lokechem is an emar. I'm sorry. Usmachtem lefnei Hashem lokechem shivas yami. That Pasuk teaches me that you take a, a lulav in the Mikdash. Why? Lefnei Hashem. So that shows you that Mikdash is Lefnei Hashem. But not Yushalayim. But the Pasuk, Lefnei Hashem was referring to. So you see there are different levels of Lefnei Hashem in place. And there are different levels of Lefnei Hashem in time. And Kippur is the ultimate Lefnei Hashem. Beis HaMikdash is the ultimate. There are also people who are more Lefnei Hashem than others. Who's the ultimate one who's Lufne Hashem? The ultimate person in Judaism is Lufne Hashem. No, that's one person. I'm talking the concept of person. The Kohen Gadol more than anybody else. How do I know? What? He what? Good. Because he goes into Kodesh Good. But more than that. Kohen Gadol is not allowed to leave the base of Mikdash. What does that mean he's not allowed? You think he's not allowed to go for a walk? The Pasuk says, Umin ha-mikdash lo yetzeh. Where's the Pasuk? Emor. The Pasuk in Emor. Umin ha-mikdash lo yetzeh velo yichal al-esmintash al-ukah. What does it mean, Umin ha-mikdash lo yetzeh? Conceptually, the Kohen Gadol never leaves the base of mikdash He's standing Lefnei Hashem. He's in a special mama. So, what does Lefnei Hashem Titaru mean? When you have Kippur, it's interesting. The three highest level of Lefnei Hashem's meet. The Kain Gadol does the Avaidah on Yom Kippur in Kodesh Kodashim. The highest person, the highest place, the highest time, merged together. That's Lefnei Hashem Titaru. But Lefnei Hashem Titaru, according to Rabbi Yonah, is a special machayiv of tshuva that I have to be tahar before Yom Kippurim. Lefnei Hashem to Torah. 
So what's the difference between that mitzvah and the whole year round? Whole year round, I also have to do tshuva. So what's the special mitzvah? I told you in the, in the Rambam, it's not a special mitzvah. It just means that it's more conducive. But according to the Rebbeinion, it's a special mitzvah. So I don't remember, I, I'm really, some of you I, you know, will meet because you'll introduce yourself or whatever, I'll know you. Otherwise, you'll sit here and then next year I'll meet your parents in America and they'll say, my son was in your shir. I said, no, he wasn't, because I know everybody in my shir. He told me he was in my shir all the time. And that means he came to a chug. And I never met him. And I feel so embarrassed I meet your parents. So I point and I say, you're this guy. I don't remember which guy. One of the guys said today that I do an Aveira, I've got to do tshuva. So what's it in Yom Kippur and the whole year round? According to Yom Kippur, uh, you're right what you said. You did an Aveira, you did something wrong, you got to do tshuva. So what's the difference between Yom Kippur and the whole year Yeah? Uh, this guy has to ask a question or after we... Afterwards, okay. I have to finish early. I promised them that Rav Bick is giving a sikhan. I promised I'd end early. Rav Yana explains with a mashal. It's interesting because I heard the Rav talk about this many times. When he told it to us, I don't remember him telling us that it's found in Rav Yana. I don't remember him saying that, but it is Rav Yana. Benyon says a mashal, a very nice parable, an example. I don't know if parable is the word for a mashal. How do you say mashal in English? A what? Analogy, maybe. I don't know. So he tells an example of a guy who has a shirt and has four stains on it. So if I have four stains on my shirt, I try to clean them. But let's say I clean one, clean two, clean three. I've got a stain here still. Usually my shirt's always stained, so I could really give it a good example. So there you go, I don't see it. But anyway, so I have four stains, and I cleaned three of them. Did I accomplish something? Sure I did. I removed three stains. Is my shirt clean? No. Rabbi Yana says, all year round, every Aveira is Bechayv Tshuva. You did this wrong, you did that wrong, you did this wrong, you did something, but you didn't do it well enough, you got to do tshuva. You didn't, whatever, you got to do tshuva. Last week we learned this tshuva from Mitzvah Sasei also. Not just from Mitzvah Slotasei. Mitzvah Sasei. You didn't make Kiddush properly. You, maybe you didn't like properly. You got to do tshuva for everything. So let's say, today, I did tshuva because I really thought about it this morning. And I realized I'm, I'm so bad. I hate to really tell you how bad I am. But I know that I did at least 12 things wrong the past week. So I worked hard on myself and I did shuva for 10 of them. Did I account for something? Yeah. I'm not, you know, I didn't reach the level I'm supposed to be. Yeah. But I, I accomplished a lot. If I have four stains in my shirt and I got three out of them, my wife won't let me wear it because <laughs> it still has a stain. So what will she do? She'll take the shirt and work on the other stain and then she'll let me wear it. But I accomplished something by removing the three things. So Rabbi Yona says, now what do you to understand this well? Kivayom When you're Kippur, you have to be tar mikol from everything. Lifnei Hashem Titaru Titaru means you have to have a clean shirt. Tahar, you can't be partially Tahar. It's either all or nothing. 
a person who has one little thing tummy, if you you go into the mikveh, right, you leave out your fingernail. So it's not that you're tar butt for your fingernail. You're a tummy. If you were tummy to start with. <laughs> so Rabbi says, on Yom Kippur there's a chiv of Lufnei Hashem which explains why in Yom Kippur we say a much longer vidu than we the whole the whole year round. On the whole year round, we say vidui, or you really should say vidui for others you know about. If you have to do vidui for others you don't know about. The whole year round, it's hard to say. I don't know. I did anything wrong. Why should I say vidui? Why should I want to do tshuva? I don't know. On Yom Kippur. Because there's a halacha of lifting Hashem to Taru, Rabbeinu Yana says, Mamele, you have to do tshuva for things you don't know about. Where do you say that in Daphne? Esa yuduim lano, vesha'enam yuduim lano. Esa yuduim lano, kvarodinu vamadu l'chaliyam, vesha'enam gluyim, l'chaim gluyim v'yim shnemar, Where's that? Close, but it's before that. It's before Shani of the long passion. You know, so I got to do Shiva, but that's only Yom Kippur. Before Yom Kippur, there's a halacha of Lufnei Hashem Tataru. You know what's interesting? Because when you learn Gemara, you can always use examples and you think about things that normally all year round, you know, I'm not sure if I would think about it because this morning, are you up to honest begitten yet? So this morning I gave a shear on honest begitten. So I told my guys, when you do something but honest, and you're potter, right? Honest Rechman Patre. Does it mean you didn't do anything? Or does it mean you're not punished for it? I gave I gave a share about this today. Does it mean you didn't do it? Who did it? God did it. I don't know. It happened, but you didn't do it. I told him an English expression, but it's before your time either. In America, there used to be a program that this comic character used to get up and say, "I didn't do it. The devil made me do it." And the idea was, you can't blame me for doing something that I'm not responsible. I didn't do it. Or do you say, "No, I did do it, but I'm not chayav." What's nafkamina? For, for the purpose of that I could did he come and not come? Onus really is a difference. Did he come? But he said I don't. I consider it not coming. Or no, I say he didn't come at all. For I I said a simple a simple question. Do you have to do tshuva and you do bonus? You don't get punished for nomus, right? Do you have to do tshuva for it? So one guy, one guy in class said to me, "The guy who wrote the sitter. How do I know he knows what he's talking about?" <laughs> guy in Shia said that. So I told him two things: you should understand who wrote the sitter and how you should learn it. Secondly, but you say it every year, don't you? <laughs> so don't you study what you say? Don't you think about what you say? Do you really have to chew up for honor? It's a good, interesting question. I'm saying lefnei Hashem Titaru. I forget about what I said. It's in the Kaikira by honest. But lefnei Hashem Titaru means you have to be tar completely. Lefnei Hashem. That's what Rabbeinu Yana says. There's a special mitzvah tshuva. When does this mitzvah really hold? When does it take place? What do you think? Lefnei Hashem Titaru. When does it really happen? When? 
Yom Kippur. Lifnei Hashem. When on Yom Kippur? So you could say all day. Could say the last minute of the day. Right? So I want to teach you a Chiddush today. Lifnei Hashem Tataru, the Ramban, the Chumash, explains. Lifnei Hashem Tataru means before you enter the presence of HaKadosh Baruch on Yom Kippur, Tataru. And he says that Lifnei here is both before in time and place. What's Lifnei? Before you come to the time of Hashem, the Yom Hashem, and in terms of place, the Yom Kippur, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lifnei Hashem, Tataru Yishbitar. Why is this a very important halacha that I want you to know? Well, there's a practical difference. For us, we're going to try to do our best from now on anyway. So, that's, I say it sounds theoretical. We're all going to try to be tar today, no? Uh, we'll work harder as time goes on, as we get more involved in spiritual development in Shiva. Uh, we're working hard, no? That's what you're here for. To grow in, in learning and spiritual development. So you're going to try harder to reach the concept of tar, but we're really trying already. But I think it my nafkamina. Nafkamina is like this. There's a, an interesting Gemara that says that you should say vidui erev yom kippur before the sudam of sekis. Right? Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to be before sudam of sekis? The simple interpretation that little kids would learn, even intelligent people. We'll learn, but we're going to try to understand it better. means maybe you'll choke on your food, and you're going to drop dead. So what if you... I mean, don't, I, I'm, I, I'm a little facetious. So take it with a grain of salt. And so what if you drop dead? Ah, without vidu. Why does that apply every day of the year? <laughs> I mean, whenever a person dies. Why is there a special problem, Shemetechanik Basuda, and he'll dive without saying vidu? Because... Every kipper. Somehow you got to say vidui. So when? Why do you say vidui before the Sudan Yom Kippur? Because maybe you'll drop dead. And when should you have said vidui? If not for this reason, when would you say vidui? When? On Yom Kippur. So you say the pshat is, I'm afraid that I didn't get to Yom Kippur to say vidui. So I should say vidui every Yom Kippur instead of saying on Yom Kippur. Right? That's the. That's what most people learn. You say vidui erev Yom Kippur because you might chas not make it to Yom Kippur, and therefore you should die having said vidui erev Yom Kippur. The Ramban says different shat kapila. The chiyuv to say vidui. Anybody understand that already? When is the chiyuv to say real vidui? Erev Yom Kippur, the last few minutes before Yom Kippur. Lefnei Hashem That time. If you remember from your experience at home, and you remember, and you'll pay attention this year in Yeshiva, it's a very uh, emotional time. At home, because you're busy with many things, generally your family likes to eat till the last moment, right? And then when they finish the meal, you got to think about how to get the dishes done, and how to get dressed, and run to shul. Here you don't have such a problem because you don't have to worry about the dishes being done, everything is being done for you, you're all being taken care of. But the lachats on your mother, and to this day I feel guilty about it. I really do feel guilty about it because when I was a kid, I was not, 
I was from a different generation. We weren't into the idea of helping at home as much as today people are. I never understood. You know, now I think about it. We ate, benched, and left. We went to show. What about my mother? So she had to stay behind to do all the dishes, and nobody else helped her. It really bothers me about it because I never really thought about it when I should have thought about it. it does those last few minutes before Yom Kippur is a real time of lachatz? Lachatz means pressure. pressure, right? So the Ramban says, really, you should say vidu just before Yom Kippur. But I'm afraid Shema Techanik Basuda means you're going to be so involved in the meal, you're going to choke up, you're going to be all busy, you won't have time to say vidui before Yom Kippur. So when should you say? Vidui before Yom before Suda Masekis. It's not instead of Yom Kippur, it's instead of saying just before Yom Kippur. Because then you'll fulfill the Pasuk of Lachne Hashem This is a very important thing that I wanted you to understand, first of all, to understand that according to the Ramban, maybe according to Rabbi Yonah, Rabbi Yonah just said there's a special mitzvah of tshuva before Yom Kippur, but according to the Ramban, it's just before Yom Kippur. And that's why I explained the Pshat and the Gemara, according to the Ramban. But now I want to explain to you why is it so important, besides the fact that it's a beautiful piece of understanding. Halachalamaisa. What's Halachalamaisa? It happened to me the first year I was in Shiva. It's one of the nice things about this yeshiva. Yom Kippur is unbelievably crowded. They try to figure out the base matters. You'll see when they give out seats and try to arrange everybody here. A lot of people want to come here to Davin Yom Kippur. I tell the guys, the first year you're here, Americans, very often you don't appreciate Yom Kippur so much here. Because you're not used to the tunes, you're used to the American tunes, you're used to the American style. After you daven here two, three years then you don't think you can ever dive in any place else. It's it's a special feeling. It's very crowded here. Sudam Afsekes is a, really, for the kitchen, it's really not an easy thing. So the first year I was here, some guys came over to me, Israelis, and told me they were released that morning from the army to be out of the army from Kippur. Oh, what a, that's, that's like mamish, but you know, you know what it's like to be in the army from Kippur? I mean, you can be stuck all by yourself. For William Kipp, you can be wherever you are, you know, it's not easy. So these guys were released, and they managed to, you know, ran through Shiva and got here. They didn't have Milcha yet. We have Milcha before Siddam Afsekis. That's what the Yeshiva does, right? And then you Siddam Afsekis. They got here, Mamish, like a half an hour before Yom Kippur. So they quickly ran and ate Siddam Afsekis, and Shiva serving. We end a little bit earlier than most people. We end the suda a little bit earlier. You go to the basement, I'll explain to you in a minute why. So they, now they ate suda masnekes, and now they can daven mincha. So what's the question? You say vidu or not? According to the simple pshat, you won't say vidu. Why not? Because you lived through the meals. So, so the whole idea is you, you can't you say vidu. According to the Ramban, no. Now's the real chiyuv to say vidu. You didn't daven mincha before, and you weren't didn't you know do what the gemara said for good reason, whatever happened. But now that you do daven mincha just before Yom Kippur, certainly you should say vidui because that's the real kiyum of vidui of Yom Kippur. We only make it earlier because we're afraid that you're not going to do it properly. But if you do it properly, this is right. That's one nafkamina. Second nafkamina is in standard machzorim. There's a prayer printed. 
that to be said just before Yom Kippur. It's called Tefillah Zaka. If you study Siddur, and you really should, to understand what you're saying, it's one of the most beautiful Tefillahs that there are. It's a beautiful Tefillah written by the Chai Yadam. And it has in it, in this Tefillah, has all the elements of Vidu. All the necessary things for Vidu are found in that Tefillah. So in this yeshiva, we encourage people very strongly to say Tefillah Zaka. Because according to the Ramban, that's a kiyom of Lufnei Hashem Tatar. If you'll see when you come into the Beis one of the things that some guys do that's a little strange, they watch Rav Lichtenstein so much, they have trouble doing what they're supposed to do. Because to watch him is, is really an experience. Rav Lichtenstein and people, therefore, who learn from him, he says Tefillah Zaka, standing up. Why standing up? In most shuls, if you say Tefillah Zaka, you sit down. He stands up because Vidui should be said Me'umah. Vidui should be said standing. And he holds Tefillah Zaka is Vidui. So, and according to Ramban, it's a Kiyum Daraisa of Lufni Hashem Tiparu. So therefore, he says Tefillah Zaka before Yom Kippur, standing up. And you'll see a lot of guys do that because that's what we were taught here. Yes? The Ramban. According to the, yeah, you're right. You're, if I daven Tereshman Eswe, I fulfill the mitzvah Daraisa according to the Rambam. Who wrote the Tvila? They lived after the Rambam. The Rambam just said, I have to daven. What do I have to daven? Whatever. They told me what to daven. I fulfill the Daraisa by saying this. So I'm saying, according to the Rambam, there's a mitzvah say of saying Vidu just before Yom Kippur. What do you have to say? I said, Tvila Zaka has in it the elements. By the way, when you study, when you do say Tefillah Zaka, pay close attention. I think you should prepare before Yom Kippur and study it over. In Tefillah Zaka, it says there in the words of Tefillah Zaka that you accept Yom Kippur. The words that are printed there that Yom Kippur, the Kedusha Sayyam of Yom Kippur. You should be careful not to say those words. Tefillah Zaka is a beautiful Tefillah, but those words should not be said. Why not? You make sure in your Machzer, in your Siddur, that you put a parenthesis or something, you remember not to say it. Why not? Why do I tell you not to say it? What? Well, you say it pretty late in the tefillah. Because Kalnitra is before Yom Kippur. cannot be said in Yom Kippur. It's true that in many American shuls they say it too late. Because until the people get there, it's late already. Kalnitra is Hataras Nadarim that must be said before Yom Kippur, not on Yom Kippur. So, and you can't say Kol Nidre if you accept the Kedusha Sayom. So therefore you should be careful not to say that you accept Kedusha Sayom and so that you can say Kol Nidre. Yes? So, you're supposed to be to reach spiritual levels as much as you can. This is a goal that I spoke about to my Shir on Friday night. And I told him, is this to you encouraging or discouraging what I said? This is an unbelievable challenge. Like if you tell me that I, I know I've done so many things this year, try to do something right, fix something, I really think I can handle it. I think I can try to do one thing better. But to be tall, that's really hard for me. 
So is this discouraging? So I told the guy, I said, you should realize that should be my ambition. That's what I'm reaching for. But I won't attain what I reach for. Nobody in this world will ever die attaining what he achieved, what he what he really wanted. You would you you would you you there's a, there's a gemara like that. What does the gemara say? Ain adam meis v'chatzita avatobi adam. Nobody will die fulfilling even fifty percent of what he hoped for. If I would speak to you guys now, I hope that you'll tell me. Individually, if I speak to you, what are you really here for? One of the things, I'm, there are two things I said. You're here for spiritual growth in all areas, and you're here to learn, which is also part of spiritual growth. So, how, what do you want to learn? What do you want to be? So, like, I, always, I, I tell people, I just like this very much because it really happened to me. I once taught, when I first started to work, I taught eighth grade. Ninth, so, I taught eighth grade. And I had a kid who was a very nice kid, a very sweet kid. And he wanted to go to Yeshiva High School. So Rosh Hashim of the Yeshiva High School came, who knew me. And he's uh, the, the type of personality that he is. He asked this particular kid a question which would confuse anybody. He asked him, tell me, what, he asked the kid, tell me, what's your goal in life? To be a bigger Tamil Chacham than Rav Tabori or to be just like Rav Tabori? It's mamish, it's a confusing question. Because what do you say? I want to be like him then you don't have aspirations for greatness. Then to go say, I want to be greater than him, that sounds insulting to your wrath. So, the kid was, I'm a 13-year-old kid. And he answered, and I'll never forget it. The kid forgot it. I reminded him this many years later, that it's what he said. He said, I said that? He said, I know that Rav Tabori would like it if I'd be a bigger Tamil than he would be. Which is a very clever answer. Like, he didn't feel that he could say, you know. But he, was, he said that what is your aspiration? Your aspiration should be, today I want to be a Tamut Chacham with everything that, that means. If it means knowing Kola Torah Kula, that's what I want. Are you going to make it? <laughs> is it really possible to know Kola Torah Kula? You know, Rav Lichtling taught Mishnayas today. Did anybody go? Why not? Okay. Rav Lichling, you know the Rav Lichtling taught Mishnayas today. The sign of Esmerish. He has the say today, and he teaches Mishnayas. And he, t- he teaches esoteric Mishnayas. He took one in Kuwim, and one in Truma, and one in Avodah You know, he, he explained the Mishnah with Mishnayas in front of him, explained what the Gemara said, what the Ramam said, so casually, you know. <laughs> It all flows, you know. It says, I tell people, what he did today, I could do too. It would take me hours to prepare. <laughs> and he just does it casually. Ooh, you know. The, his knowledge, his clarity. But I'll tell you a secret. doesn't know Kala Maybe he's close. <laughs> but to know Kala that's uh, real? Does that mean I shouldn't try for it? We should try. We should aspire to it. Knowing not to be frustrated because we won't reach it. You should try to do something. And we'll try our best to accomplish what we can. But that's our goal. So the Fnei Hashem Tutorial is our goal. Are you going to reach it? Halavai? I don't think so. I think we're going to reach for it. And Yom Kippur will try more. We'll develop more. But Akash Baruch promised me one thing. And that's the last thing I wanted to do.
I promise then. Remind me next time, okay? Please remind me that I said to you that we're going to try, and the Kodesh Baruch Hu promised. And ask me next time, because I won't remember. Ask me next time, what did I mean, I could have spoke a promise? And we'll discuss it next week at the beginning. 